This is Rob Scott, and you're listening to the Fulham Focus Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Fulham Focus podcast. What a crock of shit that was, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Parker out week. 4-0 on aggregate to bottom of the table, Barnsley. Shambolic, rudderless, gutless, pathetic, but we're still third. How many times do we need to say the opposition were well drilled? Is this really just a blip or is this paper over the cracks finally running out? I think the latter, but let's find out what my co-hosts think. Matt Dom and Will Oakley are with me. Let's talk about this absolute shower. Fulham. Right, so that was awful. Quick thoughts from both of you, how you're feeling right now. Will, what are your quick-fire thoughts on that, Mick? Uh, surprising. I, I mean, I did say that we, we don't always handle well with pressure, but I, I didn't think we would lose. 3-0 to bottom of the league, tw- 21 places below us. And we have the chance to push for second, and they're trying to survive relegation. They just wanted it more than us, and it was just poor all round. Yeah, I completely agree, man. For you, Mr. Dom? Uh, do we really have to talk about this? <laughs> um, no, I, I kind of agree. It's sort of, it's almost as if we, we caught up a bit quickly um, because, as Will says, we, we're not good with that expectation on us. Um, we almost went up automatically a couple of seasons ago because, you know, we had an almost impossible chase to get there. Um, and it seems as if once, once we're expected to win you, you know home game against Barnsley I think most teams in the league will expect to win that but fell mm-hmm. apart absolutely not good enough terrible awful you know what else can you say I mean well we will come to say what we need to say I mean this let's start with the lineup though I mean our general thoughts on it I mean Storm Dennis um you know we could give so many excuses about the wind and the, the weather but all the other teams that should have won with the same weather conditions that they won their game so we shouldn't dwell on that too much but Storm Dennis let's talk about the lineup where the fuck is where the fuck is actually the real Dennis I mean he was on the bloody program I mean, what were your thoughts on the original lineup Mr Will well it's yeah I don't know it was, I was surprised to see Sessignon in there to be fair he hasn't played in quite a few matches but I guess it's because we got the um Friday game against Derby and you know, we were expected to win this, heavy favourites. But everyone else that came in, I was kind of uh, expecting it. McDonald's coming back in. I think we definitely missed him uh, last game <laughs> against <we>? Millwall. <laughs> but no, I, I, th- I think the rest of the lineups quite self-explanatory, maybe apart from Knockout because he was out injured for a bit. But yeah, it's a good lineup, And with that lineup, we should be expected to win against Bournemouth the league. Um, yeah, I mean, I was delighted to see Arta not in the lineup. Um, he's far from my favorite player. Uh, I thought with McDonald in there, we'd, we'd look more solid in the midfield, but you know, what, what do we know? <laughs> just, <laughs> just one of those days, no one, no one played well. And hopefully it's a one-off, um, one-off in terms of being absolutely smashed at home because, you know, we haven't played that well, even though we've been winning. But this was just kind of complete capitulation, wasn't it? Well, you know, Harry Arter eventually made an appearance and 
a lot of people were pretty annoyed about it. And we'll come to the substitutions a bit later on. Now, I've mentioned the weather not really being an excuse. Would you say, Will, that this was up there with one of the worst performances of the season? It felt like we were sort of stuck between Route 1 football or possession football due to the weather. I mean, can you give me a bit of depth on how bad Parker's tactics were this game and maybe what Barnsley did that we couldn't cope with? Yeah, I mean... We we didn't know what we were doing from from the get go. To be honest, um, like it, the goals just kind of explain themselves. We fumble around in the box, they score from it, and it was like that every single time. But it's I, I would say that it's the whole team. To be honest, no one played well, and like I guess like you're saying, defense does kind of start with the attack as well because when the attack and the midfield are losing the ball, pushing forward, and, and leaving that defense exposed, especially when we hardly have any defenders on the pitch. We kind of put them in a difficult position. Um, I think it's hard to say it's the defence fault, it's the attack fault. I just think as the whole team, it was just dreadful. Yeah, I mean, just to, to mention the weather again for for a minute, I don't think, I mean, both teams were playing in those conditions, weren't they? Um, exactly. It didn't only affect us. Uh, it didn't seem to bother them at all. Um, we just couldn't, they were in our face the whole game and it's exactly like they were in the in the first game of the season and at that point we sort of put it down to oh it's early we're still getting used to the way Parker wants to play or, or whatever but they're even better at it this time you know it's, it's half a season later and just their movement I, I think just I should mention Cordy Woodrow I think he I don't think I've ever seen a player work as hard well I have obviously that's a bit dramatic but he worked his absolute socks off and he was running after everything he was tracking back and, you know, far and away the player of the match. And we just, we could, we couldn't match his, his work rate. And I don't really know why. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I can't put my finger on it as Will says. It's just, it was poor. It was poor. They, they pressed us off the park, didn't give us a chance. And then when they got the ball, they, they used the space really well. So credit to them. It was just so poor. I mean, it felt like we just had about nine players instead of 11. It just doesn't feel like we have wingers these days. I mean, a point that Matt Lampert kept mentioning was that, you know, they were double teaming on our wingers all the time. So there was very limited amounts we could do. Knockout kept tracking back a lot of time, kept going backwards. Uh, the high press is just something we really struggle to deal with. And is this now something, Will, that you think all teams just know? I mean, we've been completely found out possibly, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I think like um, Dom just said that um, that they played exactly like they played on the opening day of the season. So exactly. surely, surely you watch that game back at, before the game and, and in the weeks leading up to the game to to sort out your tactics for this match. Or even if you're not watching that game, you watch Barnsley's previous games. And I, I haven't watched every Barnsley game of the season, but I'm assuming that they play the same way every game or pretty much every game. Um, so, so that's something we should be dealing with because clearly we didn't have the tactics to go against how Barnsley played. And if you're not looking at the other team, you're not going to win. No matter how good you are, you have to take in the other team's play style. Exactly. And, you know, we've talked about, you know, we're not creating enough chances. And I, the defending in this match, I, I can't really tell if I think it was particularly poor. It was actually more of a goalkeeper problem, let's be honest. I mean, let's talk about heroes to zeros. Mark Rodak, for, Mr. Dom, you know, I saw that video when we bought Jordan Archer 
of all his terrible saves that he made. And it seemed to me like Marek Rodak decided to do his best impression of that video. I mean, we've got a penalty in the 24th minute, him jumping out to Brown in the 50, 51st minute, like Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. And then you, just a terrible, terrible goalkeeping from an angle he should be covering in the 79th minute for a, a Corley Woodrow brace. I mean, Marek Rodak, what, what, what's going on there, do you think, today? Just, just... A bit, a bit of the, the devil in him, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It just it, it went wrong from that first mistake, didn't it? Yeah. Um, it was it, a definite penalty, don't you think? Oh, for sure. I mean, I thought he'd got it. I don't know why how he ended up dropping the ball and you know having ended up just pulling the guy back. It, it was it was awful goalkeeping, and you know we've we've been critical of Marcus Bettinelli a lot on this on this pod. I have, and I, I wanted. Rodak in the team because I think he's a better keeper overall. So, you know, we've got we've got to give <laughs> criticism to to Marek at the same time. Mm-hmm. He was terrible, and that the decision to come out with the second goal, he was nowhere near it. It wasn't like he all he just got beaten to it. He was absolutely nowhere near it. So he must have been. It must have taken him a long time to decide to come for it, and then, and then, he th- his confidence is shot again from that. And then the third goal, he decides to stay on his line. And not even come anywhere near the ball. I, I don't know. I, the third one's a bit harsh to blame entirely him because someone could have yeah. got a block in, someone could go to tackle him. But yeah, not not his day. Um, hopefully, it doesn't affect him too much, and hopefully, he's got his mistakes all in one go. But where where all we all we lose is three points. Um, it's harsh to pick out mistakes in what Rodak does because he he's won us games this season, and that that's just fact. But in this game, out of the three goals. I think he's broken four of the most important goalkeeping rules. Don't drop the ball in your box. Don't yeah. take out a player when it's obviously going to be a penalty. Don't come flying out of the box when you're nowhere near the ball and cover your near post. And like you say, for the third goal, it is harsh to blame him, but it's at his near post and he's got to be saving that. Um, yeah. The defence didn't help him, really. Um, and like, like The whole team didn't help him. Like I say, it's a, the defence starts at the attack, but it is, it's just poor decision-making, really. And um, he showed his inexperience, really, when he comes flying out. He doesn't know what to do. There's flashes of that, like um, against Middlesbrough, when he came flying out and handballed it. Uh, yes. Obviously, he's been class. He's a class shot stopper. But there's just some decisions that needs to be fixed, really. Exactly. And, and you know, I just think it's it's a bit premature to be calling for Merritt Rodak's head. I mean, he's been one of the shining lights of this season, to be honest. And and so is Michael Hector. Do you think, Will, just going straight back to you, Michael Hector had a good game? A slight fall from grace or just, you know, just just terrible goalkeeping from Merritt Rodak? What do you think? Because you did um, say that no, you I... think the defence didn't help him. Yeah, no, I don't think the defence did help him. Um, like we said about the third goal, someone could have closed Woodrow down quicker and... Uh, I, I think it's difficult because when we went uh, 1-0 down and, and after half-time, we kind of um, got rid of the defence in a way, which <laughs> who's who that's down to, you know, probably the management, uh, but it's difficult to say. Um, but yeah, the, we had about two players staying back and, you know, however many going forwards. And um, it yeah, it didn't help him at all. Uh, Hector, yeah, he was stuck in difficult position, but it's just the whole team. I, I don't know what was going on. No one was helping each other. And it, it's just like, I saw this somewhere, but it's like 11 strangers were just playing together. 
It, mm. No one played with each other. No one helped each other. Just people running round and getting absolutely nowhere near the ball. What do you think that's potentially down to, Matt Dom? Is it are we missing potentially uh, Stefan Johansson? Are we just not quicker? Was it just a day where you think the players potentially just looked at the weather and thought, "Not for me"? What do you think is potentially the reason why we just looked so out of ideas in this game? I mean, so out of ideas. Yeah, I hope it's not that last one where they they saw the <laughs> saw the wind and couldn't be couldn't be bothered. I, I don't know, but it's not the first time we've said this this season either, where it, it looks like they're a bunch of strangers. Uh, a few it's, of our it's defeat, worrying, we, you know. Yeah, it is, and it's not it's not improving really. And I think just the sheer quality of the squad and the fact that we've got players who can turn it on, even if they're not at their at their best, is the reason we're we're third in the league. Um, I can't see. I haven't seen much improvement from from Parker really. Uh, I think he's he's defend his tactics are trying to improve us defensively, but it's coming at a cost to our attack for me. Um, and I think you you look at the squad, you play to its strengths, and our strength is is in attack. Uh, and mm. I think he should be he should be getting getting the ball to the, the front three a bit quicker. Um, you know, I, I I can't put my finger on what went wrong, but it's it's incredibly worrying that that they look like they didn't know each other. And, I think, um, yeah. yeah, I think, I think it's majorly worrying, and I actually think we're in trouble. But I mean, I get, I get, sort of, uh, I don't know, just a bit cri- overly criticised for being too negative. But th- there is a tweet from Brendan uh, Cronin. Take a bow, mate. Uh, I don't want to criticise Parker, as we've as we've done well this year. But I always feel it is a case of our natural talent getting us through games instead of coaching or an actual plan. A top coach, and we're way out in front, and we're certainly not getting spanked at home by fucking Barnsley. I mean, that's a brilliant tweet. Uh, just your thoughts on that, Will? I mean, there is Barnsley must have just been laughing a little bit to themselves, just thinking, "How the hell are we third, right?" Yeah, I mean, the fact that they've you know, done the double over us this season. It's insane. Um, I, I just, like like you say, I just can't put my finger on, on it. How have we just lost 3-0 to bottom of the league? And when you say that out loud, it's almost as if it just doesn't sound right. We're, we're third, you know, level on points with second. Uh, we, we need the points to, to push up to second place. And they've just gone and beaten us when we're at home, 3-0. Oh, on aggregate this season, they've beaten us 4-0. That's, that's crazy. So would you argue then, Dom, that our top four status has felt like a bit of a, a lie for some time in the sense that just, I don't know, it, it just it's so tight at, on in the table at the moment. And, you know, with a dodgy result against Derby, we could actually be out of the playoff spaces. I don't want to make this a Parker out chat because it just, we've done it to death and, you know, the fan base will never, ever be fully decided on it. But I would just like to think what your actual thoughts are and just whether you think or not, we can actually get promoted with Scott Parker at the helm really quickly. Yeah, it's just weird. It's just a weird, weird season that we're, that we're third. We're coming on the podcast Mm. every week and, sort of finding so many negatives to talk about when, when we when we got promoted two years ago that going coming on the pod was an absolute treat we were raving about Mitrovic we were raising raving about Sessegnon it was a brilliant brilliant time and we're higher up in the league than we were that until towards the end of the season and mm-hmm. and yet <laughs> I feel like we're we're complaining a lot more than we're celebrating and it's just bizarre we're our wins are 
fortunate, lucky 1-0. We're not dominating teams like we should be. And then when we yeah. lose, it's just disgraceful. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd, at, at this point, I would be surprised if we did go up automatically. I think we'll probably get to the playoffs. But that, that playoffs is going to be incredibly difficult this year. And because all the teams are very, very close, not necessarily good. It's close in terms of just averageness, I think. And we're included in that. Um, and at this point, I don't think we deserve to be in the top two. But it's are still you, time to turn it around. Are you confident that, I mean, this is a sort of semi-serious question for you, Dom. Are you confident that we'd, we'd be less we'd be less entertaining if like Chris Hewton was in charge because the argument is that Scott Parker's football is incredibly boring. And I, I feel like, you know, it's probably on par with what a lot of people was prophesizing Chris Hewton would provide. Um, no. Mm, okay. Not anymore. Right. Not anymore. <laughs> nice. Nice. I, 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 again, though, I think my, my issue with Hewton is I don't think he's the right manager for this squad. Um, mm. And it, it, from what I can see, it doesn't look like Parker's the right manager of this squad because both, no, of, them, both of them like passing it out from the back, built on a strong defence. And that is not what this team is about. And I, I don't think we'd necessarily be any better off with Hewton. But, no, I mean, I, you know, I'm yeah. not saying it would be any more, ex- any less or more exciting because I mean, it's got to be more exciting, isn't it? Well, it just feels like, you know, this is a Ferrari of a squad and we hired a bus driver to drive it and it just isn't really working at all. Let's talk about Parker's substitutions. I think this was this was a very, a very vocal point of the game, especially from Danny Boy. When he found out that Matt Arter came on for Tom Kearney, um, I've, I've never seen him react like that. I mean, the things he wrote, I don't want to say in, on, out loud, but they were they were very loud and very angry. That, uh, you know, that, Tom Kearney... Sorry. Is that our Matt Arter came on, did he? I missed, I missed that. Did I say Matt Arter? I meant Harry Arter. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Stato, not you. I mean, I he meant, couldn't I... have done any worse, could he? He was so pissed off when, <laughs> when Matt Arter came on. <laughs> okay, never mind. Well, look, so, yeah, when when Harry Arter, sorry, thank you, Brian. When Harry Arter came on uh, for Tom Kenny, who, you know, is we talked about Tom Kenny to death, flailing a lot this season, very uninspiring. And, you know, I don't think he's going to be a Fulham player next season personally, but we'll talk about that another time. Harry Arter coming on was a big old sort of like, what are you doing at this time of the game, bringing him on? Um, Abubakar Kamara coming on with a bloody piece of paper. I mean, young Will, everyone was just going absolutely nuts. I think it was actual booing about the substitutions at one point, I believe. They're very questionable. Uh, McDonald came off um, for Bobby Reed and Kenny came off for Arter at the same time. So it was a double one, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought McDonald was actually quite good. One, okay, quite good might be a bit of a stretch, but compared to everyone else in that game, um, he was quite good. Um, so, so I was quite, you know, I thought that was quite strange. Um, but the fact that he came on for Bobby Reed came off for Bobby Reed kind of looks like oh yeah attacking sub. But then we take Kearney off for Harry Arter. It's just kind of a bit like hold on, what's going on? Why take off McDonald and bring on Arter? Because McDonald is better than Arter. Arter runs mm. around like a headless chicken. He isn't good at attacking. He's not great at defending. So what's the point? And Kamara came on in the 65th minute, which. I would have liked to see him early, earlier, I think, maybe around the 60 mark or, or just after their goal, which was, you know, in the 50th, uh, just after their second goal, which is in the 50th minute. But to be fair, 
Kamara has come on a lot later in other games. So 65th was actually quite good compared to previous games. But yeah, well, he was arguably yeah. They weren't great subs, but I mean, I would say that Bubakar Kamara was ironically well, not ironically. He's 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 been all right this season. You know, he's had his moments, but he was probably our brightest spark of the match. He actually really sort of unsettled the defenses, really ran around like he you know gave a shit about about winning yeah, the game. So 100%. so I mean, it's, you know, kudos to him for that. Uh, but you know, it's just this same old stuff. I mean, you know, he, we didn't go necessarily. I don't think we went five at the bat, but just it's just another sort of amateur looking decision wouldn't you say Matt Dumb that Parker's just sort of like here you go let's just throw on every attacker we've got yeah I mean we've we've often criticized how late Parker makes his substitutions this season um where you think it's nil nil or one one and and a decent change might change the game here mm. but as soon as we go two nil down he makes a change fair enough he had to but it's too late by that point isn't it I think um and and as you say Arta coming on isn't going to make a shred of difference to the way we were playing uh kenny obviously had one again had a had a poor game um but is more likely to score a worldie or set someone up for a goal that we that we need and yeah kamara coming on it was a good change because at that point we were desperate uh need to get it forward and at, at pace and that's what you can do but um yeah just it, it was it was too late that's my main no too late it, it was it was two no we were two no down at that point and whatever he did at that by then wasn't going to make a difference because we hadn't you know we hadn't turned up and yeah mm. no one from the bench is going to have changed it Mitrovic is looking quite disinterested at the moment do you think that's a worry or do you think it's just you know he's being starved like absolutely mm. starved of service at the moment yeah like, it is a little bit it's a little bit Newcastle for him, isn't it, at the moment? Very um, good that, point. That's, that's the worry because he doesn't thrive playing football the way that I think Scott Parker wants us to play football. Um, and that's a worry. But that said, he's the only one who's really scoring goals for us. So he just needs a chance and he, and he puts it in. And that's that's But that's because he's so good rather than anything to do with the tactics. And we, we've, we've discussed that before, haven't we? I just don't understand this season. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. We're third, yet it feels like we're constantly 10th because we play sort of like a top 10 or top 12 team. Um, Mitrovic is our highest scorer, yet he just sometimes looks so isolated and looks like he just isn't going to score. I, I just find this season really weird. It's like really, really strange and haunting and like voodoo-ish. I don't understand it. Will, do you have anything you want to add on this, mate, just on Mitrovic, disinterestedness, or, or you know, we could just all kill ourselves. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah well, I think we need to take more risks. That's the problem. If you look at the majority of Mitrovic's goals, they're not made by slow build-ups and then him suddenly running into the box. They're from balls played into the box that, yeah, they might not work. But if you're not getting the balls into the box, then he's not going to score. Because like you say, he needs people moving around him to 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 get him into space and someone to give him a good delivery. And I, I remember a few of the Prem games last season. Um, he, he just, someone needs to just get the ball in the box, even if it's a risky cross that, you know, might get headed away. He's going to be there and, and he's worth the risk because otherwise we're not going to win games and we're going to lose 3-0 to bottom of the league if we're passing it round, waiting for them to attack us because what's the point in that? 
Well, before we get on to sort of how we can provide Mitro a bit better, let's go from one striker on our side to another striker, an old striker of us to the other. Quick thoughts on Corley Woodrow and his brace, Matt Dunn. Absolute real class from him not to celebrate. And I believe at the end he wished us he, he wished us well, hopes that we get promoted. And, you know, just do you think there's a possibility? I know we've got Mitro, really good, but he will go if we don't go up. Is there a possibility that Corley Woodrow, we might live to regret? you know, letting him go? Or is it just, hit? you know, he's found his level and he'll probably just always be a sort of a mid-scoring championship side? Because I remember hearing on sort of other forum sites that, you know, we we, we might have misjudged how to use Corley Woodrow effectively in, in as a sort of centre-forward. I'd just like your thoughts on Corley Woodrow really quickly. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, he was, he was superb. Uh, ran, chased everything, pressed us. Deserved his goals, really. And it was an excellent performance. Um, on the celebrating thing, I don't really care if he celebrates. I think um, it's a passionate game. If you score a goal, then you're allowed to, allowed to celebrate. He doesn't he doesn't owe us anything. We let him go. He's trying to make a, make a name for himself now. And if he scores, let him celebrate. The fact he didn't, great, fine. I don't really care either way. And it's a funny one because I think the position we're in and the, the kind of, I think his ceiling is the championship. Uh, I think we're a club who's looking to play in the Premier League. Uh, so he's good at this level. But then as soon as we go up, which is the plan, then I think he's surplus requirements because he's not good enough for that league. So I, I don't think we uh, should have any regrets letting him go. Um, it's just that kind of, he doesn't quite fit where we're expecting ourselves to be at the moment. So it's, it's no more than that, really. And good luck to him. He's a good player. No, fair enough. I just thought I'd ask, you know, sort of, you know, yeah. play devil's advocate there. But Mr. Will, really quickly before we move on to the Parker rating, if Barnsley did go down, let's say Barnsley did go down, and Corley, do you think Corley Woodrow would get offers from a championship club and just what kind of championship club you think it would be really quickly? Um, I think he'd probably go to kind of a mid-table side, like a like a Blackburn, a Derby, maybe someone that could push for the playoffs but not mm. kind of set in stone, you know, top six or top three. But I, I think right. he's a good goal scorer. And the fact that he scored, I think, about 10 goals now for Barnsley. I think it's over that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's a good goal record, especially for 24th in the league. Um, you know, that, that's a good record. And I think maybe the championship is his level, whether he will eventually be able to push up for a low Premier League side. We'll have to see, but... I think championship is is his level, and it's a good level for him because you know championships a good league, and he's he's playing well in it. He's on good form. Yeah, and he's a good lad. So I just thought we'd just give him a little segment there just to give yeah. him some praise. So best of luck, Corley Woodrow. Thank you very much. Now let's have your Parker rating. I'm going to just go straight for it and say two point five for me. Uh, terrible tactics, terrible substitutions, uh, terrible weather. I'm going to blame him for that, and just generally just uh, just awful, awful. Uh, Matt Tom, your Parker rating? I think 2.5 is generous. Um, <laughs> okay. I think it's, I can't remember a worse home result and performance. Two. And I think, honestly, I think I'm even being generous because he, we, he, I don't know what he'd, what he'd said to the players, but he hadn't got them up for the game. Um, tactics didn't work. Substitutions didn't work. All around terrible. So two. 
All right, two from you. I mean, he did actually leave the dressing room kind of early. I think that was one of the, the things that was mentioned. He came out onto the ground earlier before the players. Arguably, maybe he handed it over to Mitro or Kevin McDonald or Tom Kenny. I mean, I don't know if that's a hint that he could be slightly losing the dressing room. I don't know. Or just make them have a make them all have a look at themselves. Yeah. I All I want to... I mean, is Scott Parker not supposed to be that kind of character? It wasn't there mm. the rumour that when we beat Brighton last season that he did the, the team talk at halftime and encouraged us to, a, you know, four goals in the second half, then yeah. then why can't he do it as a manager? Well, give us your Parker rating, mate. Um, yeah, t- two out of ten. Again, I could go for a one, but I'll say two because um, maybe it was an all right lineup, to be fair. But yeah, two out of ten. What he said before the game to the players to make, to, to you know make that performance happen you're one nil down to bottom of the league at half time you can push up to second right you, in that dressing room surely you've got to give them something to make them want to push on but he hasn't said well clearly anything right because we've only gone and conceded more than we did in the first half um and then some of the subs to you know the subs the attacking subs were good but the fact that we were just playing any attacker anywhere and then there was two defenders back. It's just a, it's just all over the place. And sometimes I feel like he doesn't know what he's doing. But then when we get, you know, we get good results and we do sometimes play good football. But when you're playing bottom of the league and it's boring football, it's just I just don't know what it's about. It, it has to be sorted out because we can't be losing three 0 to Barnsley and expected to be in the Premier League really. Well, we've got Derby uh, under the lights uh, away, uh, you know, on Friday night now. You know, we could lose this, if I'm being honest. I think we could lose this. We, you know, Koku's a good manager, hasn't had best time. But Wayne Rooney being in that dressing room has really made them... I know they lost against Bristol, uh, but they, they've they've had some good results, especially at home. And my thought thinking is that, you know, if we lose this, we could start slipping really for, like dramatically. And, you know, um, some people are saying that if we had two up top and went five at the back, then that would provide some maybe some more attacking options for Mitro, someone next to him, that sort of 4 4 2 or 3 5 2 sort of formation that everyone's banging on about. But the problem is now we have three centre-backs that are injured. So it, it, it's, it feels like that three at the back now can or five at the back can't actually be our plan A anymore. So we're going to have to think of something and think of it fast. I just would like to... We won't do a derby preview because we're going to do that midweek, but what your thoughts are on this upcoming game, Matt Dunn? Yeah, it... It's a difficult place to go. It's generally we don't do very well there, which um, I know doesn't particularly make a difference to the current set of players. But um, yeah, they're 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 always up for it. Friday night games, we've we've done pretty well on Friday night games. I think we've won quite a few this year. Um, but we need we need to have a better attitude. Um, you know, formation, whatever formation we pick, we need to be on the front foot we need to get our attacking players into the game and yeah we just we need some ideas I, I don't know I don't know the answers but if we follow that that up from on Saturday with a poor defeat and then we drop out of the playoffs playoff places you know I, I don't think I don't, I don't think we're going to get rid of Parker this season because it's too late for that um but you know we're we're in real danger of not even making the playoffs, so it's um, a huge game for, for him actually. Right, just 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 pause that for a second. I just want both of your opinions on this because if Frenchie was here right now, he'd be having a 
massive go at us saying that we're being completely dramatic, that we are still third, that it's just one loss and we're all being, you know, throwing our toys out the pram. But there are reasons to actually be concerned, aren't there? It's not just, you know, I, I do believe that actually we are potentially going to crumble from this. I mean, we, we, we I feel like the Millwall match, we could have either pushed on from that or caved in. We've caved in. We've now actually got nothing but quite serious challenges coming up until the end of the season, maybe minus Wigan at the end of it all. I just want your thoughts on that, young Will. It's sort of like, are we getting carried away or there's actual real reason to be concerned? And and finally, you know, West Brom fans on their Twitters and other fans we know this season are saying that we are the West Brom of this season. You know, and I don't think it's actually, with, you know, without out the realms of possibility that Scott Parker could get the Darren Moore treatment this season if we find ourselves outside the top six. Yeah, I mean, I remember when Darren Moore got sacked. I was, you know, West Brom were doing well. Um, and I thought it was a bit ridiculous, but I wouldn't say I'm, you know, Parker out, Parker out, get him out. That that's, that's got to be the first thing we do. But I do see why Darren Moore got sacked because, you know, fans aren't happy. And when fans aren't happy, it's just not going to go well throughout the club. Um, but like you say, we've got so many big games coming up, you know, Brentford, Bristol, Leeds, Ugh. QPR away. Obviously, it's always a always a good game, but I'm not that confident with that either. Forest away, West Brom away, before um, away to Wigan on the final day of the season. Um, oh God, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm, I don't know. It's, it is nerve-wracking. Um, it, we've, we've already messed up against Brentford this season. Um, it just it seems that seems that teams can just counter us way too easily, and it's yeah. like I said with the the way that Barnsley played, they just countered us so easily. They knew exactly what we were going to do, and that's why you need to look at teams how they play and play against them rather than just play ourselves because that's what it is. Um, but I, I I'm worried. Even if we stay in the playoffs, I don't even think we have that great of a chance because, like I say. Brentford, we don't ever do well against. Bristol City, we've already lost at home against them. Yeah, bogey team. Yeah, exactly. And the only team I'd actually be confident with is Leeds, to be honest. Um, and and that's actually not even confident, but out of them, the most confident. And that's saying something because, you know, as much as we say, you know, Leeds are falling apart and stuff like that, they are a good team and, and they've got good players. Um Preston, I wouldn't be confident against Preston either. I don't know why. It just seems like one of them teams that we we would mess up against. Um, but but yeah, whatever. But why would you? Here, why would you feel confident about playing any teams? We've lost to them already, pretty much. That's the yeah, thing. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's yeah. just it's really tricky. Yeah, it's it's just it's stressful, really. Like no one knows what's going to happen because whether there's. You know, as soon as, like you say, as soon as we drew to Millwall, it's then either about bouncing back or dropping off. And we've dropped off. So when are we going to, you know, get back up? When are we going to start getting another win? Because that needs to happen soon. Otherwise, we're in trouble, really. Uh, Dom, do you want to add anything to that at all? Yeah, just just, just one thing. What's tended to happen at the, this this season is we've had a few results like this. We've all been annoyed you know the, the parker out bandwagon happens and and then we sort of grind out a few results and we go back up and then then we lose again that that's sort of the way it goes this season so it wouldn't surprise me at all if we get a one nil on friday night but the, my issue is that even when 
even when we the season we went up and we weren't getting the results generally we were playing quite well um and that's kind of what i look at as to whether we're going to improve or not is if if we're playing well not picking up results that's one thing but if we if only the only time we're winning is we're we're kind of scraping scraping wins and it can go either way then eventually it's going to balance out and we'll we'll start going back down the table so that's the way it's looking like at the moment well, we can only hope that things improve. Who knows? I mean, I don't know what Scott Parker's going to do. We'll find out on Friday night. It could be a change of formation. A lot of people would like to see something that just changes everything up slightly with our attacking impetus, maybe even a 4-4-2. But I think that's, I think that's very, very unlikely, seeing as he's never used it. But who knows? But something certainly needs to happen. The engine needs to run a lot faster. And I think it's definitely time for Stephanie Hansen to sort of come back into the fold a bit anyway look we'll call it a day there guys thank you for talking to me thank you to my lovely co-host thank you for listening at home if you like what you hear please tell your friends about us we're on space uh, not space but facebook spotify instagram itunes all the regular pod outlets and we will be back with a midweek preview for derby me and frenchy will also be talking about dennis adoy don't miss it see you soon come on you whites Fulham.